You haven't said anything what episode is funny this? yet, Zara. What episode is this? This is the whole point of the podcast. I didn't know you s- were recording yet. Is I always record before you th- you think we do, and then you just say something funny. I just tooted. <laughs> you tooted. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> you just wanted me to say something funny, though. <laughs> oh man, I'm definitely keeping that. I'm definitely keeping that. No, <laughs> Zara, the the toot master. When I wish upon a saw for that one special girl To take me on the ride to a whole new world Under the sea of bare necessities You've got a friend of me cause I'm fun and fancy free With you on my arm people won't know what to do Say I wanna be like you, bibbidi bobbidi boo Like Woody and Jesse and Toy Story 2 Girl I have your name written on the bottom of my shoe Hello and welcome to episode 52 of Mare with Mouse Ears I am one of your hosts, Michael Agnew. I'm your other host, Sarah Agnew. And we are so excited to be back for another week. We're doing it. We're recording. We're here. Um, if you guys don't know us, we're a couple from Dallas, Texas, who loves all things Disney, hence the podcast, um, all things pop culture, and we like, what else do we like, Michael? What are we loving right now? Just chips and salsa as usual. Definitely chips and salsa. We like church. We just got back from church. We do like church. And that's why we're doing it because Theo's taking his Sunday afternoon nap. Normally, I take a Sunday afternoon nap. But we're recording instead. But we're like, hey, let's do a podcast. So, boom. Boom. Here we are. Because a little behind the scenes, last episode, we did our top 10 2018 movies. Mm -hmm. We actually recorded that like two weeks earlier. But then my mom woke up from their nap and we didn't finish it. And then we came back to Dallas and our lives got crazy because we got out of our schedule. And so we had this whole bit about the Oscars and who we thought were going to win the Oscars. Pointless. And then the Oscars happened. And even though I did pick Green Book to win and it did win. No one would believe you. But nobody would have believed me. So I cut that out and all of that glorious stuff. But that's all right. But this episode, we have a Disney trip coming up. We are going to Disney World on March 18th. So about a week. About a week from today. We'll see whenever this gets gets posted, hopefully the same day. Um, So we are going to be talking about our upcoming trip, some Disney news. Uh, This is going to be our first trip traveling with a baby. Oh, man. Uh, Nervous about that, but ready for some magical memories. It will definitely be magical. Yes. And we will have the memories. Thea won't because he's only three months old. But we're going to take so many pictures. But we will have tons of pictures. So get ready. Our social media game is going to explode. It's going to be on and all-time gonna high. And you think we're like the biggest Disney insiders ever. We're going to hook you in. And then we're going to come back to our lives in, in Dallas and just vicariously post. And then just post our Zoom Zoom Tuesday pictures. Yeah, and then post all of our memories. But it's Okay. But before we get started talking about this trip and um, the planning that has to go into traveling with a child, uh, we need to do a fan shout out. Fan shout out. And this fan, it's hard to even call him like a fan. He's more of like part of the inner circle. And that is Chris Trent. Chris Trent, my old youth pastor and current friend who lives in Georgia. Yeah, so Chris Trent posted on our last uh, Zoom Zoom Tuesday picture. It is of Sully in the laugh floor. It's an adorable, adorable picture. And uh, Chris says 
that he loves that attraction. He loves it so much, and he has been that guy three times. So always, if you've been to this attraction, they it's like a comedy show, basically. And so they utilize the audience participation for it. And kind of like how in um, Star Tours, they like randomly select somebody to be the rebel spy. Yeah. They randomly select a person in the audience to like keep picking on over and over and be like, you're that guy. So apparently Chris Trent. Three times. Always gets picked to be that guy. That's that's impressive. I want some audience participation points there. I would say I've done the laugh floor probably 10 times. I've done Star Tours more than that. I've never been picked for either one. Me. I think my face just doesn't say that guy. But the laugh floor does pick my joke almost every single time. I feel uh, like not too many people submit jokes anymore. So. Whoa. So, so you're saying that my jokes aren't that funny, but that I'm there's not just not all, a lot that. of jokes. There's not the open pool. That's not okay. what I said. Should I tell my go-to joke? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. How do you catch a school of fish? Mm. With a bookworm. Oh, gosh. Oh, man, that is corny. I know, but it gets picked all the time. So, uh, that's so. shout out to Chris Trent. Um, you have been with us from the very beginning, sir. And uh, it's been great. So, Chris Trent loves the laugh floor. He does not have an official nickname, so he needs a nickname. What? No, I, yeah, he's never been a fan. We've never given him a nickname. Oh, my gosh. He needs a nickname. Yeah. So should he just be like that guy, Chris Trent? <gasps> yes. That guy, Chris Trent? That was so easy. I know. Well. I liked it. It kind of helps. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Sh- should I read his Instagram bio just to try to like uh, share more in- information sure, on him? Sure, sure, maybe, sure. Maybe, maybe this will spawn something. Husband to the Wendy Trent, father of two, middle school pastor at Johnson Ferry Baptist, wannabe magician, and fan of the mouse. Did you know that he was a wannabe magician? I actually did not know that. That is news. Does that change his nickname, or should he still be that guy, Chris Trent? Hmm. The magician. That guy, the magician. That's too long. Too long. That guy, Chris. Good. I like it. That, it's fine. Okay. That guy, Chris Trent, that is your nickname, sir. <laughs> Welcome officially to the family. You're in the fam now. All right. If you want to be cool like Chris Trent, uh, then comment on one of our pictures. DM us. Go to our website. Um, our friend across the pond, Comet Daniel, also commented on this exact same picture. And he said that he loves the laugh floor, even if I do end up on the big screen every time. So, so I don't know what, what? it is. Daniel and Chris, everyone except us. They have like a face for the the big screen. They're Dude, basically cool. movie stars. And yeah, Daniel's been part of the family for a long time, so he didn't need yes. another shout out. Correct facts. But he um, got one. As my beard continues to grow, I hope that um, I will be on the screen one day. One day. Is this your new? We're, you're going to make us do Monsters Laugh Lord this time just so to Hope, try to do it. Hopefully. Yeah. I think that's something that Theo can do. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Maybe he'll like the monsters. More on rides that Theo can ride later. Oh, gosh. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. So let's talk about our upcoming trip. Okay. I have I kind of wrote down just like some some overall questions, some things that 
I am internalizing. Sure, and, sure, sure. And I kind of want to time to mull it over your thoughts on these things. Okay, I'm ready. All right. One is we are flying for the first time with Theo. Yes. All right. Flying in general, pretty stressful. Oh yes, getting to the airport on time, making sure you get through freaking security check remember what happened last time dude there's been a few times now where we've had some close calls one had to do with a few spring breaks ago but yes i i guess this was our most recent flying experience to yeah when we went to florida last time we had a bad experience yes by by bad experience we stayed too long at disney world and no, that was last time. I'm talking about our most recent trip where you forgot your computer. Oh, oh, okay, you mean going to the airport from from Dallas. Yes. Yes, that time I left my computer in my office at church. My friend, uh, no wait, your dad dropped us off at the airport. Yes. I then called my friend who was still at church and I'm like, yo, Isaac, can you come bring my, I will pay you $20 if you bring my laptop. Uh, as fast as you can, as humanly fast as possible. you can. And he took toll roads and got there in like 25 minutes. And you got through security super quick. And Barely. then like we were the basically the last people to board the flight. Yes. And I was like waiting for you to come running up the track. Yes. Or like two spring breaks ago, um, we yeah spent too much time in Disney World. And then we got to the airport with two hours because we thought that that was enough time. It was not enough time. We missed it our flight. the longest line we had ever seen in our entire lives. And then I had... To be at work the next day, so we stayed the night in the airport. It was a delirium. Uh, it was. We had an enemy, a.k.a. the custodian, who kept bothering us. Homeboy literally vacuumed underneath our legs well, at like trying 3 to in the morning. So we have propped up like this extra couch row of chairs thing, and we have our, our legs propped up. And the homie is putting the, the vacuum underneath our legs. It was bad. No idea of like personal space. None. It was crazy. Well, hopefully this trip doesn't happen, but I am a little bit stressed out. So yes, um, planning a flight or the idea of flying with a three-month-old scale of one to ten, how nervous are you? Oh, probably like an eight or a nine. Okay. Yeah. Um, What are some tips? What's like your mindset going into this? I've read some blogs for sure. Tried to glean as much information as I can. But basically, you're allowed to bring breast milk um, through security. That's really? something that you knew. So if you need to bring up like a bottle. Um, Does it have to be like a certain amount? I don't think of so. Fluid ounces? I think you can bring as much as you want. Like they'll just hmm. like maybe like look in your bag more closely. But so you're saying if I wanted to, I could sneak a bomb in, Michael, your, in your breast milk. Don't even, don't even play. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, I've also learned you can check gate check um, like a stroller and a car seat will fly for free. Like they don't count as oh. anything extra. And you can check okay. them at the gate if you want, which is good. So we don't have to carry the car seat or the, the stroller onto the plane with us. No, we just leave them like when when we start to board, we're like, here you go. And then they put ah, it like under the plane for us. Okay. Immediately. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, things I've else I've heard like to keep their ears from like popping when you take off and um, touch down, um, either like feed them a bottle or breastfeed. Um, so to have them like the sucking motion or give them a passy. Theo doesn't yeah. really like passies very much, but um, basically just try to get them to go to sleep as much as possible. Sure. I don't know. 
We'll see. Theo's not usually like a super fussy kid. No, so. Especially not like in like the morning afternoon time. Once it hits like evening time. Sure. He has these little seasons. Yeah. We're flying in the morning going to Disney and coming back. I'm flying, flying like a super late flight, like almost around his bedtime. But yeah. So on this trip, um, I have a work retreat thing. So I'm not, so this is going to be the first time traveling that me and you are not together the whole time, like since we have been married. It's going to be weird. So I am leaving on Friday morning. You are staying until Sunday night Mm -hmm. and then flying back late on Sunday night. Correct. But my mom, my aunt, they're all flying back with me. So I'll definitely have like help. I won't be just me and the baby. Thank goodness. But yeah, that's my mindset. Those are some tips. So yeah, basically, yeah, we are leaving at 9.15 in the morning, arriving at Disney World at 12.40. We have to take like a Magical Express, basically. Magical Express to Saratoga Springs. Mm -hmm. That's where where we are staying. And then our first Fast Pass is for Peter Pan at 2.30 till 3.30 at Magic Kingdom. Pretty sure that's going to be real tight. I know, but it would be super magical if If Theo's first ever... Disney World ride is Peter Pan. Maybe we can make it by 3.30. I don't know. Or maybe we just show Theo's beautiful, shining, cute face. And we're like, hey, we're 20 minutes late. I'm sorry. We'll see. We will definitely see. I don't know. All right. So that is, yeah. So the whole flying thing, I'm probably right now most nervous just about that experience. Disney World, I'm not too nervous about because... I didn't even know that these things existed, Zara. Mm-hmm. They have baby care centers. Mm-hmm. They have these little oasises, like in, <laughs> like in the park. Like I where hope there it's is an oasis. Just, like crying and heat exhaustion and tons and tons of lines and spring break crowds. Yes, there are these oasises. Oasi? Uh-huh. Sure. I don't know the, the proper plural. plural form of that. There's not usually more than one oasis in an area. Correct. I think that there's only one baby care center in each park. There is. Okay. Um, so at least there is one like in, in each, each park. park, yeah. but these are literally places that have private nursing rooms. Cause one of my things was like, you are breastfeeding. How are you going to like, like, are you just going to be in like the smoking area or are you just going to be chilling next, next to like, uh, tomorrow Donald Duck? speedway or something <laughs> like, Hey, here's yeah. never mind. Honestly, I might, uh, because like you said, there's only one per park. So it's not like every time throughout our day. He eats like every three hours. I'm not going to every three hours be wanting to go to this one location in the park. But I'll definitely utilize it if we're nearby it. But still, I honestly might just be breastfeeding in some weird places. Sorry. Dude, that's going to be so glorious. It's going to be Is that something that I can like photograph? Sure. Yeah. I mean, like you'll be covered Not inappropriately, but yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. That be hey. Like, hey, here's Zara feeding next to Gaston's Tavern. Gotta feed your kid, y'all. It's, I mean, it's part of life. That, that is true. He does need nutrients. Yes. I asked him this morning. I asked Theo, you know, he can't answer back, but how he has liked having milk for breakfast, lunch, and, and dinner. And snacks. For the past three months. He thinks it's great. I, I know. All right, so baby care centers, but you can also like buy diapers there or wipes there. They have like changing stations. It just like seems great. More than like like the public restroom obviously has like a change, but this is like an actual changing table. I've heard like there's rocking chairs. There's like a couch with a TV. I think they have yeah, like if you need to heat up formula, which I I don't, but like it's just like a convenient play. It's really nice that they have this for moms. Yeah. Like 
just thinking about all of the crying kids that I've seen around Disney World, how many families don't know that these things exist? I don't know. I hope everyone knows about this. Okay, so I am very excited uh, about that. I was also kind of bummed because, I guess not bummed, like we are bringing our adorable child who looks just like us. He's super smiley. He's going to be wearing Disney outfits every single day. He's, he's going to be like a future Instagram model. It will be fantastic. But, but I was a little bit sad thinking that there were going to be like super limited rides that he could go on. Yes. But really, for the most part, he can go on like almost every ride. Okay, not the roller coasters. Okay, well, yeah, besides the roller coasters, but like pirates, he can go on. That's crazy. Dumbo. That I know, but the what, Little Mermaid ride. With those like um the Buzz Lightyear ride. With the like the bombs on pirates scare him, and that little drop. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Oh Lord Jesus! But but like what what I thought was that those rides would say like you have to be one years old, or but but those rides say hey. You can take your like small child. Don't like drop them in the water or or, <laughs> oh. or anything. But um, Buzz Lightyear, that's interesting too. I know. I don't know. But no, yeah, I guess there's like more than you think that there is. But then there is the rider switch option for all of the intense rides, like Rock and Roller Coaster or Space Mountain, where let's say you and you and Hunter and Jenny and and your mom all go ride Space Mountain. Then I'm just chilling with Theo and Meemaw. And then y'all get off. I get this rider switch option and then I can go ride with like, I think two other people so we can still experience all of the craziness. That's so interesting. So multiple people could like ride two times or whatever. Yeah. So I read an article about how it used to be like this paper kind of like physical rider switch option, Mm -hmm. but people were kind of using it in like in honest ways where let's say Hunter rode with you and then Hunter could then go ride with me on the rider switch. And I think they did something different with fast passes. I'm not a hundred percent sure where it, it's like on like, it's on like your magic band now. I Don't we're going to find out, but um, we will find out in about a week. Awesome. Okay. What, what else? Um, did you know that kids under three get to go to Disney for free? I did only because we did research for this, but yes, that's awesome. So for several more visits, we don't have to pay for Theo. Thank goodness, because it costs a lot of money. I know. We might be going like once a month due to the new Galaxy's Edge being built. I'm going to have to explore this constantly throughout my lifetime. Are you saying just move to Florida? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) There's lots of churches in Florida. Just kidding. I'm not moving if anyone from St. Andrew is listening. All right. Um, And then I guess... One of, so let's say we get to the part. Mm-hmm. Me and you, um, whenever we Disney vacation, it's not necessarily a vacation. Oh, it's no. actually more of an intense physical workout. Like yes. Disney is the, the most workout that we do the entire year. Yes. I mean like 10 miles a day walking. We ain't doing that here. Yeah. We sitting on the couch watching Good Girls. Exactly. And so now we have a child though. Not just like a small child, but like a three-month-old child. So the question and the strategy of when do we get to the park? When do we leave? Do we take naps? How long are we staying at the park? How We love park hopping. We notoriously will do three or four parks in one day. Do we want to go through the hassle of park hopping, putting the stroller onto the already wretched transportation system? What do we want to do? Great question. Um, yeah, I think it will 
probably be a hassle to like go all the way back to our resort in the middle of the day, but maybe just do like an earlier time and like he's not gonna obviously fireworks might be too loud for him so it's like i've seen all the fireworks shows maybe yeah we just go back in order for like to get back for his nine o'clock bedtime i don't know okay something like that i'm definitely okay with that we'll see what happens yeah because the other see that's like if me and you and theo were just traveling we are also now traveling with your whole family Mm -hmm. and your family is infamous for not showing up to the disney parks until lunchtime right like they, I don't, I don't know if they've ever gotten to the parks by nine a.m. Well, if Theo Theo has his good awake time, like during the day, obviously. So yeah, yeah, I think it might be a thing if we go earlier. Depends on how he's napping in the parks. Hopefully, he'll get some good naps in. Yeah. But we we'll just see how it all shakes out. Okay. Oh, okay. So you are saying op- optimistic about that? Yes. So then. The stroller slash carrier question. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, so I'm all for pulling like a Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover and, and just strapping Theo to me in this baby carrier. That might be a way for how he takes naps. Or if we're like walking around a lot, like Epcot, like we're not getting in and out for a lot of like rides and stuff. So that could be a good time to use like a little carrier on front. Yeah. Or to get him to take a nap, or if we just like really want to be hands free, like we're eating a meal or something. But yeah, in and out of the carrier, out of the stroller. I mean, obviously, a stroller is good for like pushing around as well. And like, we wanted to bring our stroller because there's like drink cup holders on it, yeah. lots of like storage underneath for it, his diaper bag and everything. It's just another wheelie transportation thing that we're going to have to escape through the crowd. So th- that might be another reason to leave the park early yes. because leaving through the awful, awful fireworks crowds late at night Bad. with pushing a stroller not fun. might be my worst nightmare. I The fireworks situation already is one of your least favorite things, heightened by intense stroller maneuvers. Yeah, I can see that as Meltdown City. All right, so those are all of my like existential Disney questions that I have for you. Um, so let's just talk about some things that we are looking forward to at Disney. Okay. Obviously, food is a big thing. Yes, and very important. I told you, Zara, that you didn't have to do any research except for food research. Did you do your homework assignment? Of course I did. Okay, good. So hit me up. What are some things that you are looking forward to? I have seen some beautiful, beautiful pictures yes. of some new Dole Whips. Oh my gosh, yes. So I believe, yeah, these are all in the Magic Kingdom. And right now they have a Hey Hey Cone. They do. Which is, I think that one is raspberry flavored or mango flavored. Can we just take a second about how mind-blowing it is that Disney is... Like that Dole Whips have become such a, a giant thing that they are now branching out and, and like marketing them in different ways. This is like the revolution of Disney snacks. It's insane. I am totally on board. I am a Dole Whip purist, purist, um, regardless of however the heck I'm supposed to say that word. I never had a Dole Whip until we got married and I experienced it and my life has been forever changed. Your Uncle Tony is coming on this trip with us and Tony... Like, the whole reason that he goes to Disney World 
is for these Dole Whips. Correct. The homeboy might have like three a day now it's, that there are like different flavors. It's extremely important part of his trip ritual. Yes. Getting the dolps. All right. So yeah. So the Hey Hey one. So yeah, it's pineapple and then layered with raspberry soft serve on top of that. And then Ooh, the oh cone boy. is blue to so kind of like look like his feet. And then it has little eyeballs on it. Basically, if you, also if you don't know who Hey Hey is, he's the little rooster dude from Moana. If you don't know who Hey Hey is, you obviously don't have small children. Or you're not super fans like us. True. Oh, okay. Sure, sure, sure. But I sure, feel like sure. every parent has seen Moana 50 times now. Probably. It's it's the new Frozen. Yes. Until Frozen 2 comes out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Hey Hey. So the Hey Hey cone is at um, Aloha Isle where you can get a normal Dole Whip. But also throughout the parks, Rapunzel-themed one that is lemon soft serve. It has a purple cone, purple flowers. That one you can get at um, Storybook Treats, which is kind of like in Fantasyland. Yes. Something else is there. What? No, I, I searched out Storybook Treats for something last year. Um, I think that was where like the Maleficent ice cream That's was. That's what it was. You're you're right for the Halloween party. All right, cool. Correct. Because I had never eaten there before except for that one time. Yeah, I All think right. they just like serve ice cream stuff. Um, but then the last new ice cream cone is at Anti Gravity's Galactic Goodies in Tomorrowland. Okay, a place we don't really frequent, but but we need to. Not really. Um, it's an adventurers out there cone inspired by Up. Wait, what? Yes. So this is. I haven't heard of this. What? This is so amazing. Yes. So it's a blue cone and then it has mango soft serve with like candy pieces, aka probably like M&Ms, I'm guessing, um, to like make make it look like the balloons. Like there are like rainbow pieces on it. That is adorable. So I'm pretty sure we need to try all three, get pictures of all three. Yes. Well, one of the things that I was going to say I was looking forward to for, for this trip is that Kevin from Up, the giant bird thing is walking around at Animal Kingdom, and you can, like, get your picture with him. And I was really looking forward to that. I definitely want to do that. If there was a way that I could transport my Up-inspired Dole Whip all the way to Animal Kingdom, Mm -hmm. and I could take a picture with Kevin with my my Up Dole Whip. But, yes. who, Who knows? It definitely won't happen. All right, what other food stuff are you looking forward to? So, as you may or may not know, the Flower and Garden Festival already started, and this is something that goes on every single springtime, always when we're visiting the parks during spring break. Yeah. And, yes, we like to see the flower topiaries by we, I mean, mostly me and my mom. Y'all love it. You don't really care about them. Nah. But they're really cool in Epcot, like, the fact that they, the gardeners, like, work on them all year and grow them, and then make them into really cool characters the idea that yes that that is like a growing plant and someone sculpts it is Mm -hmm. very interesting and it's not something that i necessarily think of i just gotta think like disney is disney and they just created this like out of nothing but that is cool it's pretty cool um also you know there's beautiful flowers everywhere it just feels like springtime and finally we're in florida and usually the weather's pretty nice so that's always good too it just feels like spring but the main thing that we all care about is all of the outdoor kitchens, a.k.a. food booths or food carts that yes. have special limited edition items themed around um, springtime or ready for Flower and Garden Festival. 
Okay, so some things I'm looking forward to. This first one is actually not in the countries. It's in the land. So it's kind of like an offshoot what? place where you can still get You like, mean like in the building? Yeah, in the in the food court in the land. That's random, but okay. Well, it's like a limited edition spring thing. Okay. It's a honey bee cupcake. So the base of it is um like lavender earl okay. gray. Um f- f- like flavored with the Twining's tea from Lon- the London and okay. UK pavilion. Sure. Um but then it has like an orange um honey inside, drizzle? not drizzle. It's literally infused with it in the cupcake. Interesting. And then there's like honey drizzle on top of I it do and love a little honey. bee. I don't love lavender though. You it tastes like you, I'm eating flowers. Didn't you have a lavender? Um, I had a lavender latte, yes, from our like little hipster coffee shop just down the street. I was trying to be cool, but it tastes like I was just drinking flowers the whole time and I wasn't about it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, last year I had the frozen um, desert violet lemonade for the first time. That was yes, delicious. You love that. I would get that again big probably. Big photo op- op- opportunity. Very big. Um, some other things I'm looking forward to food-wise, um, I would say, ooh, I've never tried the toasted pretzel bread at the Bauern Market, Farmer's Market. So this is like a Germany-themed thing. Okay. Um, it's like pretzel bread with ham and cheese melted on it. Um, it sounds delicious. I've never tried it before. Yummy. Um, what else? There is a new grilled street corn. At Trowel and Trellis. I love corn. You do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. It's corn on the cob with like a buttered... Oh, it's corn on it's corn on the cob. Does that change everything? A little bit. Well, okay. It used to because I had that bottom retainer and I always felt like my bottom retainer was going to break off whenever I was eating corn. Mm-hmm. But then my bottom retainer did break off. So not, did mine. Not because of corn, but because of a caramel apple. Mm-hmm. So now I guess I don't need to be hesitant about corn on... The cop. It's kind of like messy, but who cares? Who cares? Just live your best life. Yeah. And um, there's also at Refreshment Port, which is kind of like up near the front of the entrance to the countries, um, a coffee rubbed pork poutine. So we had poutine for the first time last year, two years ago. Um, and so it's like French fries, like topped with a bunch of stuff. And so this one has like barbecue, green onions, corn, um, and cheese and it's all mixed around on top of french fries so very savory looking forward to that because i love me some loaded french fries uh there's a a new place uh a new booth called citrus blossom um and i'm looking forward to trying the crispy citrus chicken with orange aioli and baby greens okay okay um i love chicken it's one of my favorite things to eat and so this is like an upscale chicken tender is what i'm feeling is what that is yo if i could eat chicken tenders every meal i would and going back to another dessert uh there's a violet blueberry vanilla croissant donut i never have even tried this was such a craze a few years ago like the cronut the croissant donut i never even got to try one so I'm feeling like I want to get this. It's at Taste Track, which is right next to Test Track. They have all sorts of donuts there. But this is one of the um, things I'm definitely looking forward to. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Well, 
I'll just list a couple of things that I am am looking forward to. Not food re- related. Oh, not food related. Well, you just said like a lot of food stuff, and I mostly just want those Dole whips. I'm I'm just being honest. That's it. Well, and other things, but okay. I I just love Dole whips. Um, the new Incredibles Metropolis thing looks awesome. Like where you guys take yes. take the picture with Edna Mode. I saw pictures and videos of this, and I it looks so cool. Like Incredibles has come to life, and you're inside the movie. Yeah, so that is at Hollywood Studios. It's gonna be dope. I'm very excited for it. Um, as I said, seeing Kevin in Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago, we did this news thing about these new 3D experiences where you, you could take pictures with like Lion King stuff. Yeah. I thought it was like going to be way cooler. It's really just these like set prop pieces that mm. you take a, a picture with. Okay. It's just like these mannequin things. So it'll be cool, I guess, but not as cool as I thought. All right. This seems very cool because I've never eaten here. And that is a Aunt Polly's. Reopen on Tom Sawyer's Island, but the dates were only like March 9th through the 16th. So this week it's it it's open, and that might be the only time. So we're just gonna miss it. I I think so. So it was open for like one week for I, like the main spring break week, basically. Yeah, I don't know if if like that was like a wrong like if the if I just didn't read the article correctly, not a hundred percent sure. But yeah, it had all of this delicious food that I just kind of want to try. Like, do you know? Like, did you? It had like this like biscuit stuff. Oh, a biscuit! Yes, I read about the biscuit. Yeah, it's a barbecue buttery biscuit slider with Cajun chips. Gee, that sounds delicious. I want that. Um, soft pretzel sticks with dipping sauce. I love pretzels. A Mississippi mud brownie a la mode. Ice cream and brownie. Sure. Yum. Uh, root beer float and a lemonade tea slushy. Yo, I want all of that. Forget Pecos Bill. Just close down Pecos Bill and just make Aunt Polly's a permanent thing. That's so sad. I mean, the fact that you like are forced to go onto Tom Sawyer's Island to get that stuff, not the best because we barely ever do Tom Sawyer's Island, especially it's not easy like with a stroller and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but- That'll just be a baby carrier situation. That would be one of the I'll baby carriers. I'll just strap carriers. Theo to my chest and eat a biscuit while dripping stuff on his head. It's also only open for four hours. So, like, literally just from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. I'm very so confused. So, it's very limited. Yes. If you are there during this time, do it just to say that you did it. And then the last thing I would say I was looking forward to slash am looking forward to, but it's, it's another existential Disney crisis question is the Wreck-It Ralph VR thing at the void at Disney Springs it's there but I'm not going to be there as long as as you are so do I want to take a three-hour chunk out of my like three-ish day Disney vacation the question is will it eventually come to the void here in Plano that is a good probably will I read a review on it and Mm -hmm. and it said it was more it was more of like a little kitty kind of like mini game type thing Mm. rather than just this all immersive experience story yeah um but it did say that the character that you are whenever you talk that character's face moves so and so you like pick these different characters whereas like the stormtrooper you have the mask on but in this one your face actually moves so that does look cool But so would you say that that's worth me investing three hours at Disney Springs? No. 
Are we even going to go to Disney Springs? You probably will not. Um, That's what I was thinking. But we are on Sunday okay, to cool. eat at Chef Art Smith's. So I coming. was mostly asking that because I didn't want you to force me to go to Disney Springs whenever I just want to live it up in the parks. No, you got to live it up in the parks. All right. Good answer. Good answer. I guess the last thing that we haven't done yet is the Slinky Dog Coaster. Currently, we do not have fast passes for this. We do not. So then it becomes a... Rider we, switch situation. Like, we get there early and... Well, all right. So this... So Hollywood Studios opens up at like 9 a.m. every morning, except for those crazy people who like spend the extra money and get there an hour and a half early. Mm -hmm. So 9 a.m. is pretty late. Like I feel like we could roll up there at 8 o'clock and just wait for wait for an hour or like whatever, just kind of like roam around like with Theo, and then we get there and just wait in that line. Oh, but we would need somebody to like switch out Theo. Gosh dang it. Well, one of us would ride. Yeah. We would just get to ride by ourselves. Do we trust Hunter to watch Theo oh, while we both Lord. ride this ride? Ooh. No, you're giving me a thumbs up right no, now. No, I but, didn't but mean, I mean to. Thumbs down. I mean, I meant thumbs down. Okay, how you got confused on how a thumbs up or thumbs down works? I don't <laughs> know, but it's really funny. All right, so now it's time just for some overall crazy Disney news. Mostly Galaxy's Edge stuff. I just needed an opportunity, a platform to talk about this. Okay, hit me with it. All right, so um, the embargo was lifted on Galaxy's Edge. So all of these journalists with like Entertainment Weekly, like ABC News, like all of these big media people um, wrote all of these crazy reviews and things about Galaxy's Edge. One of the big things that came out is that both at Disneyland and at Disney World, Galaxy's Edge is opening up even sooner than we thought. It's mind-blowing because we for sure thought they were going to even like push back the date. Yeah. Disney is kind of notorious for doing that. Um, we were thinking like late December, but bada boom, bada bing, they are surprising us. So Disneyland is, is, is opening up May 31st. And Disney World is opening up on August 29th. So Disney World is op- went from like December to August. Drastic. All right. So, But one of the big things that came out is that um, Galaxy's Edge will be kind of having two phases of opening. So on this first phase that is being open, the Rise of the Resistance ride. So really, Star-, Star Wars Land only has two rides, which is this Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run ride where you are like in a kind of like Star Tours-y thing on on the Millennium Falcon. And two, this Rise of the Resistance ride, which from what I've heard is the most all-in-amazing, crazy ride Disney has ever had. But that will be opening up later in Phase 2, the Rise of the Resistance ride. So what is opening up at this date is the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's ride, which is going to be great. It's going to blow everybody's mind. And... Lots of shops and eateries and things like that. Mm-hmm. From what I, I have heard is whenever you enter Galaxy's Edge and you see like the outpost and the and the Millennium Falcon, there were literally grown men just crying because it was so beautiful and so amazing. Crying? Crying. That whenever I entered Hogwarts at Universal Studios or I entered like, you know, like Diagon Alley stuff, it was pretty amazing and I thought that nothing could ever top it. And from the pictures that, uh, that I have seen, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge might be. All right. But then even whenever Rise of the Resistance does open, there will not be a fast pass at the beginning. 
Okay. Which is going to suck. So you people just gotta wait. Yeah, and they actually created benches like halfway through the rise of the resistance queue line because the queue line was held to have like a five or six hour long wait. All right, are you ready for what food is going to be there? Yeah, and some different things. So there is docking base seven, which is like this big food cargo air area thing. Uh, there is Chef Cookie Tugs has traveled throughout the galaxy following his longtime gig as the chef at Maz Kanata's castle. All right. There always has to be a backstory. And they are bringing exotic flavors and unusual dishes to his traveling diner, Tugs' Grub. All right. Okay. There is also Ronto, Ra- Ronto Roasters, a which this sounds cool, a recycled pod racing engine fires up a spit of exotic meals meticulously turned by a former smelter droid 8DJ8. Guests can even sample some of the tasty Ronto fare. That is a really intense backstory for a restaurant. Well, yeah. So this restaurant is going to be kind of crafted out of a pod racer, Uh which is going to be dope. There is a milk stand where you can get not only blue milk, which is like famous, but green milk. That sounds weird. And from what I have heard, the green milk is like the citrusy flavor. And the blue milk is like blueberry. Okay. But both of them are not actual milk. It's like rice milk. So, or sorry, it's not like dairy. So like, so if you have like a dairy allergy, it's like rice milk. So you can still um, eat it. There is Katsaka's Kettle, one of the many street market stalls. This grain vendor sells the ever popular Outpost Mix, a blend of sweet, savory, and spicy popcorn. So a mix of I like popcorn. So yeah, so there are going to be yeah, like these like all of these different street vendors that are selling different things. So basically, this place won't have just like tons of crazy rides, but the overall experience like there will be droids going all around all of these different street vendors, um, different kind of like experiences. There is a place, a shopping place uh, that is called the Den of the Den of Antiquities. For those in the know, you seek for selling and buying rare, uniquely valued items from across the galaxy and spanning all areas. All of the stuff that is being sold, none of it is going to say, like, made in China. Like, all of it is handcrafted for Galaxy's Edge. That's crazy. It's going to be bonkers. You can make hand-built lightsabers. And I heard that the lightsabers take 20 to 30 minutes to make. They are not plastic lightsabers. They are, like, heavy metal lightsabers. And this is kind of like at Universal Studios, um, like the whole wand thing. Like ev- everybody wants a wand at Universal Studios. You actually brought me back one. I the one time you won. One. Yeah. Yes. And um, so this is like the lightsabers, but yeah. Um, there is a droid depot that you can con- construct and make your own droid that will like move around and follow you on your journey. And then you take it home with you. What in the world? I like, there are no pricing, but I could imagine this thing costing, like, $200. Oh, sure. Like, it's Easy. going to be insane. There's also a place where you can, um, there is a there is a creature stall where, like, you can buy, like, Porgs and other Star Wars creatures. Kind of like the Banshee thing in Pandora, mm-hmm. but it's Star Wars creatures that interact with you. Okay. And you can buy them. So, it's just going to be crazy. I like I, Porgs. I cannot wait cannot wait um so yeah rise of the resistance opens up in the second phase but um what's funny is so my brother and my sister-in-law 
were slash are, I'm not sure where they are in their planning, but we're planning a Disney vacation at the beginning of of a September on purpose because they thought that that would be the lowest attendant thing because everybody would be waiting until Christmas time for Galaxy's Edge. But now Galaxy's Edge is opening up at the end of August. And so they're like, crap, like we have, it's going to be super crowded. Do we even want to right. do it? Because I wouldn't say that they're huge Star Wars fans. No. Um, I wonder how many people had um, reservations like Christmas time or like early yeah. December and are like frantically trying to move them up. I think, yeah, your your sister-in-law texted and said like, oh man, like every hotel pretty much is already sold out or whatever. Yeah. Like that's insane. It is dang crazy. Dang crazy. All right. Do you want to go through like a couple, just a few more news update things? Yeah. Mostly on the new Play Pavilion that is going to be created yes. at Epcot for the Disney's 50th an anniversary. Big renovation going on at the front of Epcot. So for those of y'all who haven't seen, yeah, they are redoing the entrance to Epcot. And so they have all of those like life memorial things where people can put their like faces on it that's like an inch big and we've Disney never done did that. this big thing um for most people would say it was a colossal mistake and it like made the entrance to epcot really hard to navigate through because now there's like these giant stone things that are like in your way that clog up the like also it's just not the, very like, entrance pretty. exit so they are moving those and they are making the epcot entrance easier then at the wonder of life pavilion which is like that big gold dome that disney hasn't done anything with in years except for just kind of like housing special events every now and then they are redoing this dome and it's gonna be this like play pavilion where you enter and it's gonna be like this big crazy city with all of these different things i was listening to the jim hill podcast i don't think you have heard this far into into the podcast and no, i think i did Oh, did okay. they're trying to make it be like a blank slate yes. to where they can recreate old rides yes. or just like stuff that they want to. It's like a blank slate that they want to bring like a Zootopia theme thing. So Jim Hill is do. Jim Hill is like the Disney insider of all insiders. I don't know how he knows all of this stuff, but he, he has does. friends in high places. Yeah. Um, but one of Disney's dreams for a while is to kind of have this like black box kind of like theater where every couple of months you can change out and do different rides, do, do different shows. Well, kind of like, like the void. Like you can, yeah, they switch, yeah. they bring in different new attra attractions or themes every so often. And so what he was saying was that in this wonder of life pavilion area, there could be like three separate areas for three different mm -hmm. um, experiences. And one of, and one of those could be, you create this kind of track system where you can put different, things on it so that for three to four months you can do mr toad's ride that hasn't been at disney world in since we were kids yeah in like forever or you can do this virtual experience for the dumbo movie and then switch it out for frozen 2 and then yeah just do lots of crazy stuff it's going to be awesome but it's going to be a big people sucker gatherer because they're doing all of this other stuff like with the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, the new fireworks show at Epcot, like lots of different things like Epcot for the 50th an anniversary is going to be one of the main places that people will want to go to. And this will be a cool thing to kind of help gather people and not make the line for Guardians be super long. Sure. I want to check it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's like the Ratatouille ride. Like, yeah, Epcot. It'll be dope. 
Bangin'. It'll soon be my least favorite. It, it'll soon not be my least favorite part. But what will become your least favorite part then? Animal Kingdom? Dude, I don't know. That's, that's going to be hard. It might be Animal Kingdom, even though Pandora's, Pandora's freaking there. sweet. Yeah. yeah. Until they build. What he also said was that a lot of Imagineers had been wanting the Wonders of Life Pavilion to be Wakanda. <gasps> that that's what they were wanting because in because in Black Panther, like Wakanda is kind of covered up by this golden dome that like keeps everything hidden. And then once you enter into the Golden Dome, you see Wakanda. So they had all these plans to like re kind of like refurbish that Golden Dome to like look like the Wakandan thing. Hmm. Um, but this black box experience got pushed out instead. Interesting. Um, Disney streaming service news. It's coming out later this year. They are going to open up the vault and have basically every single Disney movie available on this new streaming service. Makes me so happy. Just take my money right now, Disney. I am so ready. Um, Also, Zara, if you want to get ready for our trip, they added the Pandora avatar, like all of the music onto the Disney play app that you can now listen to for the first time ever. I actually started listening to it yesterday. what? Before we started recording. That's really funny. And I was like, it's literally the soundtrack from each of the rides, and it just makes you feel like you're in the ride. Yeah. It's pretty cool. All right, well, I just had like a 15-minute monologue there, so Zara, will you get us started with some marriage moment? Marriage moment. So, on Sunday, we went to a Rockets Mavs game. Yes, we did. It was date night for the Agnews. Our seats were super good because a friend hooked us up with tickets. Shout out to Isaac Harris. Yes. Um, we like only go to, Michael goes to a few basketball games a year, but I only go to like one a year usually. So this like I guess was my one a year game. It's really funny that I said, Zara, I just went on this large monologue, and now we're talking about the Rockets. I'm going to talk about it. I know. So I'm very interested in your perspective on this. Yeah. So we were like center court, a little bit closer to the Rockets, who were not the home team. They were the visitors. Yo, we were like 10 rows from the bottom. Best seats of my entire life. It was pretty great. So we had awesome views of James Harden, a.k.a. The Beard, who I have come to find out is kind of controversial in the basketball world because he um, gets fouled a lot or makes people foul on him a lot. Yes, facts. Both. I guess both. Because throughout the game, he got five fouls. And I learned if you get six, then you have to sit on the bench. Bye. Correct. So normally what happens in the game is he makes the other people foul him a lot mm-hmm. so that they foul out. And this time the refs were like, nah, we're going to call a lot of fouls on you. The refs were all up in his business. It was so annoying. Yep. So it was a close game, closer than you thought it would be. And ultimately the Rockets won by one point. Barely won. Barely won. Um, we had barbecue nachos. Yes, we did. Very important uh, part of the basketball watching experience. What you're going to eat from the stadium. What about the dude standing right in front of us? Oh, man. He had a mullet type haircut um, and he was wearing a dirt. No, he was wearing a Doncic jersey. Yes, a very form fitting Doncic dirt jersey. 
He was, but he loved Dirk. That's why I brought that up. Sure. He was all about him. You can't he, be a Mavs fan and not love he Dirk. He said he was like his hero or something. I don't know. Sure. Anyway, he just danced the whole time. And he is just like a 45-year-old man who was by himself, just dancing without a care in the world. Yes, he was He was sitting next to two strangers, and you could tell the entire time both ladies sitting next to him wanted to punch him in the face. Highly annoyed. And he would just like look at people around him in the crowd and be like, eh, Mavs. And it was so uncomfortable. Obviously, the homie really did have like this like mullet haircut, so he wanted attention. Yes. And he got attention. Yes, he did. Also, during the kiss cam, there was a proposal. I love how that was one of your top three things from this game. Yes. Sure. Duh. Uh, that's important. Somebody got proposed to. That's like a big deal. Soon they might be married with mouse ears. <gasps> Could be. Do you remember when you proposed to me? Of course I did. You did? Let's save that for next marriage moment. Really? Yeah. Okay, sure. Why not? Just so y'all know, I went big as a millennial. You can't just not go big for your marriage proposal. I feel like all most millennials, they try to like make it this big grandiose thing. Like whenever our parents got married, it, it was just like, Hey, I'm riding in the car next to you. Oh, hey, by the way, you want to get married? Oh my gosh, how anticlimactic. I know. Actually, I'm sure that my dad did something big because that, that's how I learned all of my moves was from him. But most people that I talked to, it was just a very casual thing. Anyway, anything else you want to add about the basketball game? Uh, I loved it. Great seats. We did win. Get ready for the playoffs. There's like, I don't know, 10, 12 games left. And then the playoffs start. And I'm pretty hyped. All right. Well, let's get on to Zero to Hero. Zero to Hero. Zero to Hero. Your Zero to Hero. Just like that. All right. So, Zero, what is your hero for this week? Kind of random, but Joanna Gaines of Magnolia and Fixer Upper Fame. Waco Fame. Yes. Uh, where we went to college. Um, has a new line of home decor partnered with anthropology. So what does she not have at this point, though? She has it all. I mean, literally, she has it all. But she has throw pillows, blankets, rugs. So today, I came home from work with a new throw pillow for our couch. And that's, you know, not very exciting for you or anything. But you did notice that it was new. You I noticed it faster than you noticed whenever i took down our christmas tree y'all that was funny i had like taken off my jacket i had like done stuff in the kitchen i would like i was like walking wait you aren't saying like i literally like this past week took down the christmas tree oh yeah in march i finally took that's normal christmas tree the ornaments had been off for like months but we have been keeping up the tree because theo actually kind of enjoyed looking at it Mm -hmm. and was like oh lights this is cool so yeah it took me several minutes to notice that the tree was even down which was hilarious but you noticed that we had a new throw pillow within minutes of me putting it on the couch so just something to enjoy and make our house look nice and something new yeah i um i think it it's good. The whole thing about decorative pillows is I always feel like I'm going to like mess them up just like by like laying on them. So it's always this like conundrum of do I lay on the pillow? Do I not? But it's a pillow. So of course I'm supposed to lay on it. And then the real conundrum is I always say pillow, 
but is it really pillow? It's pillow. I don't know why you say pillow. It's like me saying crown and you're like, it's crayon. Okay, well, crayon is the correct phrasing. Well, it's not pillow, that's for sure. (laughs) Facts. Yes, I do say it weird. Just wanted to bring that up a little bit. So that is your hero. That's my hero. Okay. um, My hero is what some people might call a superhero. Oh, gosh. And that's because I saw Captain Marvel. I did not yet. What up, Captain? Yeah, because we went to the Rockets game instead. Maybe, yes, true. Maybe this weekend. I don't, I don't know. Well, we're about to go out of town. I know, I know but you guys see Cap, Captain Marvel because it's a great movie. Um, the reviews were not extremely super hot for it because um, some people are very just divisive. It is a girl power movie, which I'm all for. I'm all for it. And some people aren't. I will say the first 20 minutes might be the most boring 20 minutes of any Marvel movie I've ever seen because they established two new alien races or like alien like life forms. And then you have to give the whole context background to why these alien people are fighting each other. I hate aliens but you so really much. You don't need to know that. I don't know why Marvel continues to do that, but they do. But eventually Captain Marvel is played by, is played by Brie Larson and she Time travels basically to the 90s, and it's really great because Samuel L. Jackson is in the 90s, so they like CGI Samuel L., and he looks remarkable. It looks exactly like him. He plays Nick Fury, except for he has two eyeballs. Is it crazy that we've gotten to that point in this world where crazy CGI stuff like that happens? Like, yeah, that was in Ant Man 2, also, where they CGI yes. the parents, and it's so crazy. Well, it depends on how much back footage they have to like CGI them to like being young. So like Samuel L. Jackson has been in like over a hundred movies. So so there is a lot of a footage of him being old to make the CGI huh. look like look real. They um, oh. CGI'd Agent Coulson. Yes, and he really isn't even like that old. Like now, like he's like. I don't know, like middle-aged man. and But they CGI'd him to where he was like a young, snappy man, like 20. And it, he, he, he looked fake. He looked like a plastic robot. Mm. And it was kind of cringy. But, but Samuel so L. This Jackson is all, perfectly. This is all so that they obviously don't have to use like a, a younger actor. Yes, sure, sure, sure. So to kind of keep with the continuity of it. Yeah. So interesting. So this movie is great. I'm not going to spoil any, any, anything. Let's just say Brie Larson is um, definitely a superhero. She will be a big part of the new Avengers Endgame, which the new trailer just dropped. And that is really exciting. And I got lots of hot takes on that. Uh, it's just going to be awesome. And the movie comes out at the end of, of April. Um, yeah, so it's, it's very funny. I love that it is like in the nineties. So basically not really spoiling, but she, whenever she lands on earth, she lands in a blockbuster. And so it's it's just really funny because there's this blockbuster scene and it's just very nostalgic. So, so they have lots of little kind of like, um, just situational nineties things, which make the movie really funny. So. Just take a nap during the first 20 minutes because it is boring. Or I, just I won't lie. run late and not be stressed about running late. Could be. Could be. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I would give that movie like a seven and a half or an eight. Probably an eight. If it wasn't for the first 20 minutes, I would give it a nine though. Did you already rant 
as your zero about your um, experience with that movie? No, I have another zero. So I will just add this on to my hero. So this is, yeah, sure. So this is a zero, but I have a better zero than this, which is hard to believe. But I literally had the worst movie going experience of all time. I We thought the, we talked about this last week that the um oceans eight the oceans eight experience was the worst but michael's saying this is worse well the oceans eight was just like a bad movie watching experience this is like a corrupt moral failure of amc like a theaters. customer service bad thing yes too. like a how is this fair i feel like this is kind of illegal i'm not 100 percent sure how I feel about this. So I have this whole squad of uh, friends. We go to every single Marvel movie. A month before Captain Marvel came out, we booked our uh, tickets to go see this IMAX Thursday night opening night movie of Captain Marvel. Um, We go to the theater. One of my friends gets there 15 minutes early and he said, hey, they have, they are moving us to a different theater. Well, ends up, we get there and they say, oh, hey, you can't watch this in IMAX now. We double booked. So you're going to have to watch this movie in normal 2D format. I was like pretty bummed. I'm like, yo, I for a month have been wanting IMAX because obviously a movie in IMAX is good. I would have gone to a different theater to get this IMAX experience. So they double booked us and then they gave us like a free popcorn and a free movie ticket to any normal 2D movie, which for me doesn't really matter because I have the AMC Stubbs card. Then... We get into like, you know, like the lobby area and I ask one of the workers how this double booking happened and ends up that that morning, a company in Dallas went to AMC and said, hey, we want to just rent out the whole theater for a company event. And AMC said, yeah, sure, you you can just so, so like day of that they rented out this whole I they, they rent out the whole IMAX, even though. They had already sold all of the tickets to to me and my friends and like hundreds of other people. And so that was pretty messed up that AMC was like, uh, we don't care about these people. We'll just go and give them to this other company. I'm sure the other company gave like five times normal ticket value, like whatever, uh, like per person. So that was pretty messed up. I actually ranted on Twitter. I've never called someone out on, on a Twitter. I really kind of wanted like free movies for a whole year, but... I didn't get it. Well, we still go to AMC, but this was very upsetting. Okay, deal. Yeah. So that was part of my zero. What is your zero? And and then I will throw out my second zero. Okay. My zero is that Instagram was down the other day. And we were trying to post a cute Married with Mousers picture of our new Mickey ice cream bars. And we couldn't do it. All we wanted was just a cute selfie. That's all we wanted. And Instagram couldn't do it. Yeah. Like you said you were on Twitter and Twitter was going cray cray that Instagram and Facebook were having issues. So I'm never on Twitter. So so Twitter is my favorite social media platform. I hate it so much. I know most people don't like it. I just love it because it's snarky and it's more based on like what you say rather than how you look. Um, Hmm. It, it's kind of like put it that way. That's interesting. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah. I I got lots of of yes. In Instagrams is to make you seem like something that you're not, or like or like 
a lot of people just like feel bad looking at Instagram because you see like people's like perfect selves or as Twitter is kind of like the dark seediness of like humanity and it's just people like complaining about life or just making oh, cynical tweets. No, nope. uh, can't handle it uh, about stuff. Can't handle I it. love it because there's just funny memes and it's just, yeah, filled with memes. And you just do funny show me the things. funny stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like the swipe for a surprise. Yes, that is funny. Yes. That's the best part. Um, But yeah, in, in Instagram shut down and it was really funny because there's lots of people who have built up their whole brand on how they look and on Instagram and they couldn't make a living that way. So what's your zero? All right. So my other zero is speaking about people, fame, famous people. Uh, there was this college cheating scandal. I'm not sure. I know that you like probably heard. It's crazy. You, yeah. So Becky, Aunt, Aunt Becky from Full House. Uh, her and this other lady from Desperate Housewives yes. got busted because they paid $500,000 to get their daughters accepted into USC. Unfair. Which is very unfair. Um, and it kind of you know shows this darkness of America. Classism, elitism, where if you're rich, you can just pay lots of money and your kids can, even if they're stupid and they're dumb, they can still go into nice colleges. Um, but... This is going to, to maybe break your heart. So Aunt Becky is on one of your favorite TV shows. Wait, what show? She is on a Hallmark show. Oh. Called. That's her? Yeah. Where. Like, when Calls the Heart? When Calls the Heart. Oh. And Hallmark has severed ties with Aunt Becky. And she will no longer be on their show. Dude, that's bad. Does, does that make you sad? Kind of, yeah. It, but her doing this also makes me very sad. Well, part of me was like, it just kind of seemed like an in, like inevitable thing where like obviously rich people are going to like pay more money and kind of like bribe people or like give lots of money to like alumni foundations knowing that their kids could go to their school. So I kind of just always operated that way, but it was pretty appalling for it to just come out. And $500,000 is so much money. So much money that could have been to like kids in Africa. It could have been, it could have been to any charity like of choice, like to have that much money and just, it's crazy. And then one of the, the really funny things is Aunt Becky's daughter. She's really just like an Instagram influencer going all the way like full circle now. And she's like sponsored by Amazon and all of this different stuff. Sponsored by Amazon. And in interviews, so she's like pretty famous. She has like over a million followers on Instagram. And on interviews, she says, yeah, I'm really just at college for the like party experience and the sorority life. I don't really go to classes that often. Just think that her parents paid $500 just for her to party. Yes. And so people are pulling up all of these old like tweets and, and like Instagram posts and quotes about how she just kind of doesn't care about college learning and like academia and ends up her mom paid 500 grand for her to go there that's so bad so bad wow all right well that is our (laughs) episode kind of ending on a sad note yeah that's okay because we'll be at disney world next week we're going to disney everyone get ready it's gonna be great all right we will definitely yeah so check us out on instagram we will be i'm sure going live Posting lots of videos. It'll be fantastic. You'll probably see Theo a whole lot. Oh, you will. He got these adorable Mickey moccasins. <gasps> that should have been my hero. Yes, they're from Freshly Picked. They're yellow with Mickey Mouse on each toe. 
And so, not on each toe, but on, on each, each foot, foot. Yeah. On each so there are two moccasin. Mickeys. Yes. Two Mickeys. But anyway, they're going to look adorable. They, they are very cute. All right. Peace. Bye. Like Tarzan and Jane, girl, you'll be in my heart. I will fight Jafar with all the Robin Hood starts. Beat the crook, Captain Hook, and any evil that embarks. If Eddie starts to leave his mark, I'll send him to a pit so dark you can't see light. Oh, come here, my Snow White, to have a princess for a wife. Yeah, that'd be alright. Chilling up in the castle all day and night. Girl, you're in the middle of my circle of life.